0: Get every bit of local news you need from the RJNLVRJ.com.
1: Welcome to the Raiders' press pass, your credential to all things silver and black.
2: What you know about Cortez? I know something. <laughs> Only LA? What you mean? Come on. There's too many too movies. To it's all about the movies, you know, guys watch movies. Too young to know about that. It's all good.
1: You guys are getting back to work uh, today, the uh, yeah. game coming up. What's the mood of the team uh, as, as you guys get set for this next three
2: games? Yeah, we, you know, we had our, normally i say 48-hour rule, had a little bit more time than that with the bye week, but really put our focus on these, on these world champs, you know. Um, great opportunity again for us, reset, you know, last game is behind us, move forward because that doesn't matter. That's not going to help us going forward. So just get going, get guys back in the building, you know, reset, new week.
1: I guess how do you you know obviously everybody has different obligations stuff with the holidays. I guess how do you kind of balance those things with doing the work that you need to do to get ready for a Christmas game.
2: I only have one wish and one present I want. It's to win. It's just want to win. How did you
1: feel Zamir came out
0: of it? And you talked after last game about being an audition for Aiden, for yourself, for a lot of people. Depending on what happens with Josh, is this an is this an audition for Zamir? I mean, how do you think he came out of it and going forward?
2: Well, first I think Zamir. Prepared himself each and every week for this opportunity. And he took full advantage of it. Maybe the, maybe the reps weren't there. The opportunities for carries. I don't think we hit the 20 number for him. That, you know, that's our kind of goal for all our backs. Um, but what I saw was a physical runner. Somebody that was moving a pile. That was straining for to get every inch, every foot, every yard he can get. Productive in a passing game. Uh, protect, productive in a um, pass pro as well. Um, and when you say audition, I, you know, every day is an audition. National Football League, everybody's on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute contract because we can all get fired, you know, at the blink of an eye. So that's how we approach today. guys. Know it. Take advantage of your opportunities, and he did just that. How big can Trey Tucker be? So I'm getting a couple of touchdowns on yep. uh, Thursday against the Chargers, but him moving forward, just getting that confidence and being a weapon for you. Yeah, no, you. I mean, come on, four-two speed, man, four-three, whatever you want to call it. He's fast. He can. He's fast, fast, right? So. All the attention always goes to Devontae, and then eight. And then now you, you know you better look at Jacoby and then Big Mike. But there's nothing that you can prepare for when that speed gets upon you. And I think that confidence in that game that, that came out of it for him, making those catches, making those throws, everybody celebrating with him. I mean, that's, that's huge not just for him but for us as a team because uh, he can split the safeties. And I think a lot of people understand that. But I think hats off to him because it's been a – God, when is it going to come, Trey? When is it going to come? And then, you know, obviously it was a breakout game for him.
1: How much confidence is the defense playing with now, and how much does that go back to what Patrick Greens doing?
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, Patrick, the staff, you know, even when I was there at, line, at the linebacker position as a coach, you know, just we, could just we kept talking about the process and trusting and believing it and staying within the scheme, letting the plays come to you. We know where all the attention goes to on our defense. It's to our left side with 98 there's opportunities there for the rest of our defense to make plays. And if we do our job and we do it each and every snap, it gives you that opportunity. you saw it last week with Malcolm Koontz. You've seen it with Spillane. You've seen it with Jack Jones. You've seen it with Tyree. You, now what you're seeing is everybody contributing to a defense that, you know, Patrick is sitting upstairs and you don't really have to do too much. The players are playing at a, a speed and a physicality that less is more allow them to use their God-given physical attributes and let them put that on display. And then you put them in position to make plays. And I think that's all come together. It's a group that believes in one another. They have fun with one another. I mean, I don't know what it looked like from the top down or television, but on the sideline, it's it's real juicy. Guys are having fun, man, and that's good. You know, when you're having a good defense, you you celebrate everybody's success.
1: Antonio, uh, there's always a lot of pressure for a first-round pick, especially a top-ten pick like Tyree. Um, It's obviously has been a, a process for him. How has he handled it uh, mentally um, as well as the physical part uh, on the field?
2: I'm sure early on he was frustrated, as we all were. Um, but it, it kind of went the opposite with him. Most rookies start here, and then they go down in November, December. His his arrows just keep going up and up. Each and every week, each and every day in practice, you see something say, okay, here we go. This, this is what we saw on film. And I think it's a credit to him of not becoming coming mentally weak. And I think looking at Max, looking at Malcolm, working with Rob, working with Matt Edwards, our D-line coaches, and just constantly doing it each and every day. And really just – I think all rookies, when they get drafted in the first 10, first 10 picks, they I got it. I made it. I'm good. You know? Man, it's hard. It's hard in this business. And I think he respected that process maybe a little bit too late. <laughs> uh, not early enough, excuse me. But um, I think he's done a great job as far as, you know – Adapting to different roles that we put him in. You know, sometimes you got to find that niche of that player. That's what, what gets him confidence. And I think when we moved him inside, put him back outside, you can see the confidence just growing with this kid.
1: Obviously, there's still three games left to play for him to continue to move that needle uh, forward. But he's also going to have an offseason, knock on what he stays healthy the rest of the season. An offseason where he could devote strictly to football as <laughs> opposed to last year when he was coming back from, you know, rehab. Right. Um, how big of a difference can that make if he takes advantage? Of that of that time,
2: though. Yeah, I mean, one healthy, right? This whole off season, I mean, I don't think he practiced until after the Niners preseason, week one. I mean, he didn't have a normal off season. You know, he was rehabbing in the month of December. Couldn't even run his forty. Couldn't do anything at the combine. So it'd be good for him just getting here with our train staff and our and our and our guys here, nutritionists, and everybody just change his body even more. I mean, because I mean, the sky's the limit for him, and it's, it's what he wants to get out of it, and what the the, the work that he's going to put into it. Which I I would be surprised if he's not here each and every day. When 98 shows up, probably two weeks after the season's over, he'll be here right with them. And thats you have no better mentor and leader than to follow him. You look at your secondary and also your linebacker room, what's the biggest area of improvement you've noticed in them from a pass coverage perspective? I think how we're attacking football. Not just with interceptions, but punch-outs. I mean, here's a lot of bang-bang plays. I don't think, you know, I would say probably other than the Kansas City game, not a lot of yak, you know, after the after the catch. What you see is guys pretty much on the string together. If you're in zone defense, you know, just, you know how that works, right? Everybody needs to move and see things equally. You know, it's vision and break defense for the most part, unless you're a pattern match defense, which we do, do both. But then when we play man, which we got into the last two weeks, you see those guys get up there and challenge and make every ball contested. And I think that's the thing that I'm really proud of when I watch our group is how we compete when the ball's in the air. There's not too many times you don't see a black jersey near the football.
1: Think the personalities can play a role in that because when you look at Nate, when you look at Meek, when you look at Jack, they're oh, yeah. you know uh, outgoing personalities, aggressive personalities. You oh, yeah. know, translates of the
2: field. Yeah, no, all of them, man. It's uh, it's a great group to work and watch each and every day. The competitiveness, the the spirited battles amongst each other, but more importantly, how they celebrate with one another. That's what I like to see, man. That, that was just, I mean, you know, sometimes you be on teams and the guy would get a, make a big play and everybody walks away from him. I mean, these guys, boom. Like they gravitate to one another, and that's good. And obviously they have the skill set too now to do what we're asking to do. So that's part of the process as well. Arrowhead's known for noise so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you a believer and are you going to be using that in practice this week or because you've had to do silent count
0: so much this season, is it more just focusing on what you've got to do?
2: Well, it's always going to be focused on the Raiders, but what I ask the team to do today is, and this week is bring our own noise. Bring our own noise to the stadium come Monday.
1: The Chiefs use a lot of uh, trick plays, a lot of cancer plays. How do you prepare for that as a coach? Can't.
2: I mean, he's he's got, he's got he's got a million of them. <laughs> Every time you think you've seen one, and you've seen it all. Here comes another one, and they're creative. They have fun doing it. That's good. Uh, but obviously, at the end of the day, you got to do your job, right? So, most of the time, where those trick plays come, fringe, red zone, near the goal line. So, I mean come on, we're alert to it already, right? So that's, that's being talked about in meetings as we're going forward throughout the week. And that's just everybody being attentive. Like, there's no need to run up the field in this kind of game, right? They get down there. We saw it last time we played them. They ran the ball in. We don't want that to happen. If they don't run it in, here comes the gadgets. You know, we saw the ring around the Rosie deal they did last year, all fun and games, cool. Um, but at some point, the best way to stop a trick praise is do what? Hit it in the mouth
3: Tony, you talked about coming out of the bye week. That's something that you felt the team needs to improve at was not just getting off to those fast starts but finishing strong. Considering how the the last game against the Chiefs went, how much of an emphasis is that this week?
2: Huge. I mean, two parts to that that question there. Um, They're one of the best teams at the end of the second quarter. And it's happened to us in three games now that they've found a way to get the ball, and no matter if it's 10 seconds, 30 seconds, two minutes, three minutes, they're going to score. And that's our job as coaches to put these guys and have calls – to put us in position, not to allow that to happen. And then when we're in that position, to make the plays. They're one of the best teams, as you talked about it, in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's why they're world champions, right? Let's, let's keep it matter of fact. That, that's why they've been one of the best teams in this, in this division and in the National Football League for the you know X amount of years now. Everybody has to be dialed in. I mean, to beat the world champions, you have to be at your best. And you got to do a little bit more, right? And that's not going above... X and O's, let not doing anything out of the ordinary. It's, you know, reading your keys, a little anticipation will come into play. But more importantly, you know, the group together, I feel for us as Raiders, to make up our mind and say enough is enough, right? I mean, if you can do it in the first quarter, which we've done two out of three games, being up 17-0 and 14-0, you got to find, and we have to strain as coaches and players to do that for 60 minutes. And it's really important in the second quarter, in the second quarter, and the fourth quarter. Is that some of the exercise that you did against the Chargers or, or focusing on against the Chargers in the second half, making sure you
3: kept the foot on the gas for that exact reason?
2: Yeah, and, and I'll even go back, and I know it's, a, you know it's maybe two weeks ago. I thought we did a good job in Minnesota. And when I say that, you know, we kicked off. It was a three and out. We got the ball. We moved down the field. The ball's at the 11-yard line. But we happened to turn the ball over. So we got off to a fast start there. So the last two weeks, what, we, what we've been working on didn't quite go in week one or, excuse me, in, in the week against the Vikings, but the next week it did. And to be honest, when I made that statement, it was I, I actually had to reset myself because I told the players at halftime, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. And that's what my comment meant. So regardless of what the score was, we are going to play that game, come out just like we did in the first quarter. Whatever our calls were, whatever we scripted, whatever we decided, that was going to be the, the mindset and the, and the, the plays we are going to come out with in the second half is what we are going to do at that point. So th- that's going to be going forward. And that's something we've worked on. And now, go back to that question, Tashad, it's, it's – the fourth quarter, finishing. And I was still, even that charge game, like, finish. You know, to see 14 points go on, on the board defensively, that was frustrating. We, No, it don't matter if the backup's in. It's national, it's professional football. Everybody want to play, right? Put me in, coach. Well, God damn it, play. Stop them. Same defense, same calls, you know, just got to execute. Yes, sir. You mentioned
3: growing up as a Raider fan. When you think of Raider football, what do you think? And, and how close do you think this team is to playing Raider
2: football since you've taken over as the interim coach? Yeah, that's a good question. Um... I see Raider football. I see, I see personality. I see swag. I see confidence. I see guys that believe in one another. I see winning performances. I see the superheroes being superheroes. I see a, a certain physicality and nastiness uh, of how they play, not just on defense, but throughout. Uh, I see a group that does not apologize. Um, and that regardless of what the outcome is, you know that you poured your heart out on that field. And... Um, have we done that? Uh, at times, at times. And, you know, I don't think it's something that you just you hit a switch or a new coach comes in, a new player comes. It takes time to build. Most winning organizations takes time to build. The problem is you don't have a lot of time.
1: Where's uh, Josh health-wise and what do you, what's your optimism, level of optimism that he could play on Monday?
2: Yeah, um, just like last week. I think he was close to last week. You know, That was a decision we all made in the best interest of him, of himself, um, for himself. If I had to be a banking man, I would think he'll play in this game.
1: Any hey, update on uh, Colton?
2: Same deal. If I was betting, you know, those guys are going through the process that you, you, this is a game you want to play in now. You don't, you don't want to sit there. You, you, you don't want to watch it on television. You want to be there. You, to, uh, you got some young quarterbacks
1: that you're uh, going against on daily basis. Jack Jones, Samik, Nick Pubs. They bring a lot of swagger, uh, it feels and it seems. Um, do you feel like they set a tone uh, defensively and, and that swagger is that needed at that position? know, you have to deal with quarterbacks all the
3: time? Definitely. I mean, confidence and swag go hand in hand, and it's something that they definitely bring, and they take a lot of pride in, and I think it's something that kind of gets their psyche ready to play, especially at that position. So, um, I mean, I, I love it. I love it. It shows, like I said, it shows a lot of confidence. It shows that you... You know you're you're into the game. You're in the moment, which is something that you got to be at at corner. You got to be locked in in the moment, and you know whether good good or bad the play before you got to let that go. And I feel like they do a really good job with that too. You know fighting through adversity, um, you know and and mixing in playing together and then mixing in their own personal swag too.
1: I know you were on the sideline when Jack made his play, uh, but did you get a chance to kind of look at that to to what a great play that actually was?
3: Yeah, man, it was impressive. That's I mean it's one of the the catches of the year for sure. I mean and it was it was from from a corner and taking into account, reading it and going to shoot his gun is, and all that, it's very impressive play.
2: After the Vikings game, you, you talked about how this offense was closer than people think to, to
0: being really good, and then you had the, the Chargers game. How important is it to back up what we saw on Thursday night on Christmas?
3: Um, I mean, it's, it's big for us. It's, it's something that we, we obviously know. We're not expecting to have 60 points every time we go out there, but it was more the play style and you know, the, the togetherness that we play with. Um, you know, all three phases, going out and dominating, and and as Jack Jones said, we was kicking ass. So you know, when you when you can go out there and play together like that, and, and play everybody do their job and play at a high level, it's fun. So hopefully we can continue to do that and keep proving to ourselves. You know that we you know we're that type of team that can that can go out and be explosive, um, put up a lot of points. Um, you know, at the end of the day, all you got to do is have one more than the other team, though. So what do you think has been the key to his development throughout the season as a rookie? Just capitalize on, on on all those opportunities. You know, when you're when you're a player like Trey, which is you know I was I was in that same spot early in my career, and a lot of other guys, Jacoby. Um, you know, the, the, what sets you apart is not going out having a hundred yard game every time because it's not it's not likely. You know, if you're not the number one guy, and you know I've only had a couple of them this year, so it's it's only so many to go around. But it's about capitalizing on the opportunities that you do get. You know, if it's one making that catch, and if it's two. Um, or three or four, whatever it is, just cap, just just continuing to prove um, your worth to yourself, which ultimately does it to your teammates and your your coaches as well. You got a guy like
0: Trey too, with that kind of speed, when he's able to hit on a couple of those deep balls. How much have you noticed that kind of change
3: in the defense's approach in terms of kind of keeping them honest with the things that be moving around and stuff? Well, I mean, whether or not it, it whether it does or it doesn't, you know, that's why we have him running that. It's not just a he's not on dummy routes. He's he's running legit. Um, you know, routes where he has opportunity to make a play. And if they, you know, sometimes he's the, the number one read depending on the play and sometimes he's not. And, you know, he's just got to keep running like, like how he does and, you know, he'll fall into some of those plays like, like how he did last game, you know. Um, I may be the, the first in the progression. And then if they want to play the, the defense how they typically do, then it's going to be one-on-one with somebody who's really fast in the open field. So it's, it just makes our job easier. If <laughs> know, just being fast isn't enough to get open in this league, how have you seen this as it's the detail. Ever since he came, I told y'all he's asked me all type of questions trying to, you know, pick my brain about why I run a route a certain way and you know, like you said it's it's not it's not common that guys even care to I don't think it's that fast guys can't do it. I just think that they take the easy way out and know that they're fast and they can get away with, you know, taking a super wide release on a go route rather than, you know, actually doing a release on a guy and getting, you know, miles open. And you know, if I if I could run like Trey, I would still be in those details like that to um, you know, just to obliterate the coverage every single time because you look at that and I see the, there's only a couple guys in the league. Tyreek has come a long way with his route running since he's gotten the league and, you know, he can he can run the whole tree now. So it's, it's something that's impressive to see when, when guys that have that God-given turn it into, you know, apply their work ethic to it and, and you know, realize their full potential.
0: With it being the uh, season, <coughs> favorite gift you've received or gave over the years?
3: Um... Received, I, I appreciate anything that I get. You know, anything, anything custom. Um, custom not meaning like extravagant, but something like like EB, my receiver coach last year, got me a toiletry bag that I use for every game and put one on one on it, and you know, got this year he got, got me a wallet that says Uno inside, so that's like his thing that he's been calling me. So things like that it doesn't have to be, um, you know, the the top gift, but I, I appreciate anything anybody gives me, so it doesn't really matter. But as far as a gift that I've given. Um, I don't know, man. These these guys are pretty appreciative too. I've have given a lot of gifts since I've been here. I just got the whole room um, some some Louis stuff. Took care of E B with some stuff too. Did Jays for the team uh, a couple times. Got them both got them all beats this year and last year as well. And they I mean they love everything that I do. My mom made popcorn too, so a um, little bit of everything. But definitely don't stop. I take care of everybody in here. All the guys that take care of me, I make sure I take care of.
0: I was asking Aiden about. Uh... Or Andre, I should say, about the fact that Trevor Lawrence got his uh, whole offensive line golf carts, and obviously Aiden's on a little bit of a different deal. You got to take over that burner.
3: A little, no, I won't be doing that. I won't be doing that. I've done. I've done enough. Um, I think that's that's really cool. That's, that's a lot better than some gifts that I've seen uh, quarterbacks give across the league. So that's a that's a hell of a gift. But um, Aiden's bank account, I don't think he's ready for that yet. So he'll 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 do that when his time is ready.
1: Antonio talked about how you guys have shown that you can compete with the Chiefs 17-0 last year, 14-0 this year. What's the key to sustaining that and closing that out, taking that next step and just closing the deal?
3: Coaches and players working together, um, players executing whatever it's called, and coaches making sure we continue to have that aggressive mindset, which you know ultimately makes the – continue. I mean, that's what typically puts us in that spot to where we have that lead. So whatever it was that got us there, we got to stay with that. And – uh, find a way to you know keep keep doing what we got to do as as players to keep moving the ball and and, and making it happen. it
0: that you guys just recently played the Chiefs in terms of getting You know, I think obviously it wasn't wasn't too long ago and um, we know they are obviously going to do some some of the same things, some they're going to change it up a little bit. And so, um, you know, every week is a new game. I, I say that a lot every um, week is a new opportunity. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have different things in. And so it's, it's going to take a lot of execution and it's going to take a really good game by us. Well, you talked about the, the noise level and so you guys want to bring your own noise, but Arrowhead is one of the loudest stadiums. How much impact will that have on what you guys do at the, at the offensive line? Yeah, obviously it's, you know, it's another, another factor. Um, that you have to deal with that we um, haven't had to at home. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to take a, another layer of communication from us. So it's going to take a lot, specifically this week, um, in terms of trying to make it hard on ourselves during practice to try and go execute. Trey was saying he kind of feels a special connection with you and that you guys bonded, dating all the way back to rookie <clears throat> and whatever. What, 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 what went into that with uh, you guys clicking so quickly? Yeah, I think um, – like he said, I think you know when when you come in with somebody, when um, you know we've been through a lot together. Rookie mini camp, um, first and foremost, and then everything from their OTAs, training camp, um, into the season. I think you know we're we're experiencing a lot of the same things for the first time, and I think you, that gives you a special connection uh, with somebody. And you know Trey's an awesome guy. He's a great player. He from you know, our first week together, I remember talking to him about the routes we're trying to learn and different concepts and stuff, and heads were definitely spinning a little bit, but it's been fun to see his development, his growth. Um, he works super hard. It's, it's you know, rewarding for him.
3: Speaking of Trey and his
0: depth, um, or, you know, growth, uh, when you have a legit deep threat like that, do you notice anything in terms of defensively, how it kind of keeps teams honest in terms of moving around and disguising and stuff? Yeah, I think, obviously, he's he's a threat every time he's on the field. He's, he's you know, everybody knows about his speed. It's no secret. And so um, we try to utilize him as much as we can. And, um, you know, he's he's just, he's a really good player. He's a smart player, instinctive, and obviously very, like you said, very um, just naturally uh, really blessed. So it's it's fun to watch him. Uh, I wish I could run like that. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's been a dynamic player for us.
2: Back to that first game against the Chiefs, what were some things that you believe that you did well that you feel like you have to continue in this rematch?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, anytime you play a team like this, um, you got to stay within yourself, play one play at a time. I think um, obviously there's there's history between the two teams, but um, I think in in any game you have to lock in on um, each play, um, each situation, um, try to stay ahead of the sticks and um, just make smart decisions. So I I know I have to do that um, to give us an opportunity to win. Uh, one more thing on Trey. I'm sorry if you talked about it after the game, but obviously a lot happened in that game, but it was kind of his coming out party with yeah. uh first two NFL touchdowns. You connect with him. How happy uh, were, were you for him on last Thursday? Yeah, super happy. You know, I think it's, it's been a long time coming. I think, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure he would have wished it would have happened earlier, um, but you know I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns in this league, and so it was, it was awesome to see him succeed and you know succeed on the on the big stage like that. Um, he, he deserves it. Like I said, he works super hard, studies studies, works on his body, does everything right. So it's, it was really cool to see.
2: A lot was made about Bo being
0: up in the booth last game. Uh, any does that change anything at all in terms of? of... What you have on the field with him up there. Yeah, I think obviously a little different. Um, used to coming off the sideline and him being there. But, you know, we can have direct communication through a headset or um, through whatever else. And so um, it's, it was definitely a little change, a um, little getting used to, especially to begin the game. But, you know, once you're playing, you're playing.
1: Thanks for listening to the Raiders Press Pass. For all things silver and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com.